Yeah. Here's, the, here's the first movement that I always blame. It's a freaking deadlift. But is it the deadlift's fault? It really isn't. I sit down a lot. I never do mobility. Yeah. I skip out on Corey sometimes because I'm like, no, nah, I can work. Like, I got some work. Sorry, Corey. Yeah. I can't do any of my mobility sessions. And then and then Nick is like, hey, did you stretch? I was like, nah, good. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it later. Right? It's all of those things leading up. Yeah. And then we're blaming the wrong movement. The deadlift has some massive benefits when you're geared up correctly. Mm -hmm. So the other question is, where else is that bleeding into your life? Who are you blaming yeah. that's not at yeah. fault? Welcome back to the Be Better Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the importance of improving life across every variable. We talk about topics like self-improvement, health, and so many strategies to manage the stresses we have in life. If you are interested in pursuing happiness, bettering yourself daily, and reaching your full potential, this podcast is for you. Remember, you are great, but you can always be better. Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Royce. I'm here with Coach Peter and I'm Coach Nick. I was going to have a fancy nickname for each of you, but... What's up, y'all? What's up? Yeah. Okay, okay. But me and Peter did a podcast earlier, so I'm mm -hmm. feeling it because I actually interjected in one of your conversations this morning. I was like, oh, that's such a good topic, right? And I want to shed some light on that topic prior to talking about the topic that we're about to, to have today. And um, one of your clients came up and was like, I feel like I'm failing over and over and over and over. And then you're like, what are you talking about? I feel like I'm failing to meet your expectations. Exactly. Right. And that's going to be the big topic today. So, Peter, what was the topic again? What uh, was the title? The topic's going to be failure based on other people's expectations or perceptions of where you should be. I love this topic because I think we can get trapped into thinking that failure is theirs to have, right? And we forget that we set those boundaries ourselves. So what is the first thing? we got to build, like we want to ask, what does failure feel like? Mm -hmm. So I think everyone has like something to chime in on this. We'll start with Nick and then we'll go with Peter and then myself. I like it. Um, so the way I like to break this down and unpack this is awareness, attention, and then action. So awareness is bringing attention to what failure feels like, right? Or when was the last time that you failed? Mm -hmm. um, so that's how you would bring awareness to the subject for yourself is ask yourself the question of, of when is the last time that I failed at something? And what did it feel like? And what did it feel like, exactly. Um, so for me personally, last time I failed at, at something and it didn't feel good was... What are you, immune to failure, bro? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, see, but this is a problem is I'm not failing often enough, right? The fact that oh. I can't think of a recent failure means I'm not taking massive action, and that's kind of wow. my problem right now. That's another talk. Oh, it's a total another talk. Um, but I would say the last time I failed is probably about a week ago when I went in to meet with the owner of a coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Um, trying to get her into our mastermind, mm -hmm. and... I failed in regard to being able to sit down with her that day, um, but I didn't fail in terms of getting a physical no from her. 
Um, she validated she knows me she likes me and she's like starting to trust me because I'm just showing up more Mm -hmm. and so it's a now I need to go search for that now but the feeling that I got when I got turned away the last time I went to go see her was mm, it was discouraging right because I feel like um, cup filling and thought management is just some like an awesome awesome something that everybody needs yeah and so when she didn't have time for it right then i was like kind of discouraged a little bit um but i understand that she wasn't ready for it in that moment and so i just got to circle back around to it i love that so that's what it feels like to me is it feels like discouragement yeah what do you got peter um so uh i'll start start with the last one i filled so for context, because this gets a little specific. You guys know that I play a card game and stuff like that. Other yeah. people don't. Um, last time I filled was about a, was about a month and a half ago. Uh, we were playing a tournament called a skirmish, and what they call it in the game. Um, succeeded, went undefeated in Swiss portion and stuff like that. Went five zero, went into top eight, won my quarterfinals, my semifinals match. And we we're playing in the finals, and to lead up into this uh, for the match, I'm supposed to bring in a card. Didn't bring in the card because I was too hyped up in the moment of thinking about how I'm about to win this shit, you know? Yeah. Not thinking about the moment that I'm in right now, I'm thinking about the reward after. And when I was thinking about that, I failed to lapse to put in the card that I was supposed to be putting in for that matchup, and I lost because of it. So wow. I played it. I played a really good game, stuff like that, it came down to the last couple of turns, and I realized about halfway through the game that I didn't do something that I was supposed to do in preparation because I failed myself for thinking too far ahead of what I was supposed to be doing. So. <laughs> ended up losing and stuff like that in the finals and stuff like that and for anybody that is like a super big competitor in all these games you know that losing in the finals is worse than losing any other time the beginning anything so like you can lose in swiss you'd be like ah oh, it just wasn't my tournament you know using losing quarters you're like oh man at least i made top eight you know or i made top four but you lose in the finals it's all you yeah. like you can't you can't make no excuses because you made it the finals like yeah you you lost to the best person in that room but you lost. Right. There's nothing. There's no getting around that. So when I lost in the finals, obviously it comes, it comes back to uh, you know disappointment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's really not trying to absorb that failure and like blame it on other things. It's taking it for face value and like I failed at this and I need to do better at this because I physically failed. Nobody else failed me. I failed it myself. I love that. So what's that feel like? So that feels, obviously, obviously that feels not great. Obviously feeling, uh, you know, feeling a failure is very disappointing in yourself because you put yourself at a very high, you know, you should put yourself at a very high mark and stuff like that. And obviously you did not hit that mark. So it doesn't, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't never feel as great. Um, It just feels very humbling Mm -hmm. to say something. What about for you, Russ? Well, I wanted to add something. Do you guys ever watch Grandma's Boy? Oh my god. Anyways, there's Yeah, there's this character in this movie and um he's a video game he's a video game um creator. Mm-hmm. And he's just naturally talented at video games. And uh there's this ongoing bet that he's like, Hey, if we beat if we beat him, we're gods and he'd be like, Oh, I never played this game before, let's go play it and then he'll play it and uh it was with, it was Dance Dance Revolution. And he was just playing it, hitting all of the marks, and then he goes, oh man, what does high score mean? <laughs> right? So just for you guys, that's Peter. 
Peter is just good at everything. He's good at video games. He's good. He's actually he, he's kind of a little humble on there, but he's one of the best card card players in in Magic. So, just a little context for you guys. He's that guy that's just annoyingly flesh that has blood. a high score. Flesh and blood, not Magic. Don't say Magic. I'm gonna get oh, I'm sorry. What no, is flesh, it? flesh and blood. Oh, flesh and blood. I'm sorry, man. I was like, I'm gonna get flamed if anybody knows anything about card games here. Oh, that's <laughs> good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Anyways, um, for me, guys. Failure feels everything negative. Every single thing you can think of negative, like anger, disappointment, sadness, hopelessness. That's what failing feels like. But there's so much of value once you understand that, and it never feels good. But that's what failure feels like for me. So once you understand that concept is when you can really start to farm the benefits to this. And the second point that we wanted to um, reiterate is, what was it again, Nick? So the second point was, how does it feel? First one is, when's the last time you failed? Second one is, how does it feel? Oh, God. So when was the last time I failed? I fail every single day, guys. Um, Right now, we are in the process of trying to raise as much money for our next philanthropy event. And uh, I put an effort out to reach out to three business owners every single day. And... um, it's normally zero for three, right? So, so just to go, just just to reiterate that it happens every day. But I, but I've come accustomed to to really absorbing it and changing my my way I um, sell the item or raise the funds. And you know what? We've had some pretty amazing donors as well. You know, we're we're in a tough time, so you you gain understanding from it. But every single day, I'm asking three. So, for those entrepreneurs out there looking to do some charity work and raising funds for this amazing event, Fitness for Families, come reach out. So maybe you can be my one out of the three. <laughs> It'd be great. So, but yeah, I'm so used to it now. I'm kind of, I've kind of come. I'm like, I'm all about it. So we'll take that'll take us into our last one. So it sounds like you redefined what failure meant for you. So what does it yeah. mean in that regard? So, good question. The, the first question that you want to ask yourself is, who's the failure for? Is the failure for, like, your parents? Is it for your employees? Is it for your partner? Or is it for yourself? You have to ask yourself that first. You have to disconnect yourself from the failure. Because a lot of times, I think we live our failure through somebody else's life. You know, your client came up to you and was like, hey, like, I feel like I'm failing. And you're like, what are you talking about? Right? And we have, we have these expectations on ourselves to make like everything that we do. It's, it's perfect. We're winning. We're growing. And uh, there's always a PR. There's always an epiphany. But in reality, it doesn't work that way. A lot of times, there's more failures than wins. You know what's behind the mask of perfectionism? Mm-mm. Self-sabotage. Yeah, self-sabotage. Because there's no way you can, get, you can make perfect ever. In yeah. any regard to anything. Yeah, if, if you limit your success based on someone else's expectations, that's your limit. Right? So that's the first thing. Ask yourself your question like, who did I fail? Did I fail someone else or did I fail myself? And if it's for someone else, I would, I would reconsider that. And, and if, it, if it's for someone else, you don't have that much control. You can't change their expectations. Right? As much as you can try, I'm going to tell you, you can't. But if, it's, if you're failing from yourself, 
you have a lot of control. Just like you said with your mm-hmm. cards, it was like, man, I could have done this. I was thinking of that. Yeah, that's an entirely different ball game, right? So, what was the other question again, Nick? Sorry. Mm, man, I can hear. Re- redefining what it, <laughs> redefining what failure looks like for you. Result. Oh, and uh, are you more fixated on the result that you're trying to get, or are you more fixated on the process of learning? Good question. So for me, I'm more fixated on learning how to get the result. Right. In the past, I'm not saying I'm, I was born like this. We're so fixated on the end product. An awesome example. One of my mentors told me, "I was like, are you interested in getting the Lamborghini, or are you interested in learning how to get the Lamborghini?" those are two different things and once you ask yourself that you start to realize if you're interested in learning to get the Lamborghini attached to it is so many other externalities like failing learning learning how to change your environment get advice from different people right so but if you're just interested in the result it's gonna be a long painful road normally you won't make it normally you won't make it Right? Or you'll only make it to the person's expectations. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, it's a, we, we had that conversation earlier about like, we know a couple of our friends that their, their parents are all doctors, right? Or lawyers. And then that's their level of expectation. It's like, are you going to be a doctor or what? Are you going to be a lawyer or what? And then that's your limit. You're living through their expectations. And then all of a sudden, you're miserable. Number one, because maybe it's not something you want to do. And number two, it's a different, it's, it's super difficult, especially if you're not interested in it. Right? So. Where we feel the most joy and where we feel the most happiness is when we're boundless, right? Mm-hmm. Where we feel miserable and where we feel all the negative emotions is when we feel bounded. Right, whether that be by our own thoughts or whether that be some from some outside structure. So, like Peter said, control what you can't control. It's all about how you can deal with the situation and doing what you can for you in regard to the situation will make the situation better. It will respond better to you. Yeah. What else you guys got? Mm, failure. I like to think of failure as first attempt in learning. Yeah, that's the definition on there if you put the acronym down mm. right there's a book called winning if you guys never read the book Grover's it's book? with tim grover and he was like you know winners like the best winners in the world they're just experts at losing and when you unpack that they're experts at losing they understand everything mm. about it they don't just fail and just move on they fail and they research everything about it like when you lose how much how much more time do you spend on that loss than the actual win? Oh, so much more. So much more. And that's the difference between someone that's really good and someone that's really just amateur, right? Yeah. They look at the game footage over and over again. They're like, hmm. They're not reliving it to be more in pain. They're reliving it to get better, mm. right? It's, it's absolutely like when you're playing golf, how much, how much are you actually watching? You're like, hmm. Or are you just going in there and shooting just crap every single time? 
I got better once I started to do that. I watched this golf video, um, and he talked about if you don't have lines set out. So, like, if you don't have a, a line set out for, like, your ball path or a line set out for where your feet are pointed, you're you're just out there dinking around. You're not even really out there doing anything. And I and when I first heard that, I was like, Mother, what do you know about that, right? right. And then I went out and I did it, and I was like, oh, oh no, my point. God, it yeah. works. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hey, I've been doing this my whole life. Right? So immediately, that immediate emotion is anger. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I got this, mm-hmm. right? So here's a, here's a little nugget. The moment you start to feel these negative emotions, like anger, pride, um, hopelessness, disappointment, discouraging, on the other side of it is there's so much, like, there's so much benefit, but you have to just first feel it. Mm-hmm. And no one understands that. They just kind of just crawl in and they they crawl in the corner. They put some type of sad music on there and they just like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if they just keep pushing through it, you'll get so much out of it. I think another big part with failure is what are you unwilling to feel, right? So most people are unwilling to feel not being happy right Mm -hmm. any sort of any emotion that comes with pain right so if you're unwilling to feel any sort of pain you're unwilling to put yourself out there if you're unwilling Mm -hmm. to put yourself out there you're unwilling to fail does that make sense it absolutely makes sense so what emotion are you unwilling to feel and once you uncover what emotion you're unwilling to feel reframe reframe your thoughts in regard to that emotion 100%. 100%. I think reassessing every situation is uh, is something that not I've I've learned pretty easy uh, really early into like trying to be successful in anything. I think anytime you fail, it's not that you just fail to that one thing. Mm-hmm. There's micro failures all over the place, and it's not oh, yeah. that one failure is going to bring all those out. So I need to reassess not only the situation to where I failed, but what set me up to fail. Because I did many, many things before that wow. that made it so I failed at that moment. And it was it was coming, you know? I could have not have failed at that moment, but I would have failed at a different moment. Yeah. But because I had that failure at that moment, I was able to learn, reassess, and do other things for that. So it's coming around that topic of, you know, that one failure isn't the only thing I failed at. There's yeah. a lot of preparation beforehand that I didn't do or I did incorrectly that I have to reassess if I'm even doing that part correctly in the first place and once you be able to multi-step understand the reassessment and the failure of what is happening that's where we can come full circle and then actually have a more positive outcome in the future i love that i love how you did that that? oh yeah so i just want to piggyback off that in relation to muscles because peter brings up a very beautiful point um so when something happens let's say your low back goes right all Mm. of a sudden boom Right? Never. You, <laughs> you, you stood up too quick and all of a sudden you can't you can't stand all the way up because your low back goes, right? Yeah. So just like how Peter observed his failure and everything that led up to the failure, right? When your low back goes or when there's a straw that broke the camel's back, right? That's your opportunity to do exactly like Peter said, right? Where else have I failed leading up to this big failure? Oh, I failed at stretching yesterday. Oh, I failed at doing my mobility last week. Oh, I failed at missing yoga for the last month, right? Or sleeping. Sleeping. 
breathing, eating, right? Walking, active recovery. Like all those little failures accumulate to the big failure. Does that make sense? But only after it's blown up, like Peter said, can you look back on it, analyze it, and make a plan for it to be better. So I just wanted to touch up on that because Peter brought up a wonderful point. And since we're all fitness folks here, I wanted to bring that up in relation to muscles. Guys, if you didn't hear what just happened, rewind it two minutes because that was just a life (laughs) nugget bomb, right? And Nick is looking at me a little bit and and Peter because they know I tweaked my back a while back. And I still do. I always do. Here's Here's the first movement that I always blame it's a freaking deadlift but is it the deadlift's fault it really isn't I sit down a lot I never do mobility yeah. I skip out on Corey sometimes because I'm like no nah, I can work I got some work sorry Corey I can't do any of my mobility sessions and then and then Nick is like hey did you stretch I was like nah I'm good I'll, I'll do it I'll do it later right it's all of those things leading up and then we're blaming the wrong movement the deadlift has some massive benefits when you're geared up correctly. Mm-hmm. So the other question is, where else is that bleeding into your life? Who are you blaming yeah. that's not at yeah. fault, but it was your fault entirely, right? You take it out on the wrong people. We, we take it out on the wrong investment. You're like, it's, this is a crappy investment. I can't believe you told me that, right? You take it out on the wrong employee. You're like, this employee sucks. And it really, in reality, it was all of your processes and your procedures and all of these little symptoms that happened along the way. So, guys. Pressure cooker. Think about it yeah. just as building pressure in the pressure cooker. Yeah, right? where else is that? So powerful. Because <laughs> how you do one thing is how you do everything. Absolutely, guys. So, let's round this up really quick. So, if you are feeling the symptoms of pain, all of the negative emotions, anger, frustration, Discouragement, hopelessness. There's gold there. Okay. The second thing is now, how did I get to here? Like, who did I fail? Did I fail somebody else or did I fail myself? And if you failed yourself, it's a much better position because you can actually do things. Then ask yourself how. Yeah. So like in relation to your back, like you stated, right? I wasn't doing what I needed to do with Corey. I wasn't doing my mobility yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ask yourself. What, if you identify whether you're failing somebody else or yourself, if you identified it yourself, ask yourself how you're doing it. Get exactly. specific. And that's where the real nuggets and the real value is, like just going all the way back to that. So guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Just rewind it to that multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Play that over and over. Peter, thank you for dropping that yeah, bomb. That was, that was awesome. And uh, like, subscribe. If you feel like this is going to give some value to one of your homies, share it out. That's how we grow. And uh, Or if there's something you want us to cover, comment. Leave it, on, leave it in the comments. We'll get to it. Oh, cheesy. Be better. Peace. Later, y'all.